What is up, everybody? This is another episode of Behind the Badge, 1018 Behind the Badge live stream podcast show with my main man, John Stepp. And we have um, we have some real stuff to talk about. And I'm just going to let y'all know straight off the bat, like I was telling Jay off um off camera like I'm just in I'm in a very very foul mood um so I'm going to be saying some things that honestly I don't even think I really don't I don't know what's going to come out but I know it's going to be it's going to be very abrasive it's going to be in your face and some people are going to like it and some people are not but just to let you know, like if you want to know why um, blue sounds this way, it's because I'm just I'm just in a really really foul mood, and I'll get into why that is. But thank everybody for um, tuning in. And what's up, Jay? Man, doing the thing. Cinco de Mayo. Happy, happy Cinco de Mayo. Oh yeah, happy Cinco de Mayo. Shout out to all my Cinco de Mayo people who. Having fun, throwing one back. Um, enjoy yourself. Be safe, but enjoy yourself. Um, Jay, let's 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 get right into it, man. Um, locally, let, let, first of all, when we talk, when me and Jay talk about a lot of issues, um, we talk. We're talking locally, but a lot of the stuff we talk about is happening nationally as well. So you could put whatever we talk about towards a national um, stage and locally and nationally, there's been a whole bunch of sentiment about um, training and police officers using their, uh, their firearms. And there actually is a small groundswell locally as well. Um, saying that um officers uh do not need uh firearms that they can um they can settle things without the use of firearms now before we get to the the contradictory and weird uh fuckery of that whole thing the, one of the persons that's championing something like that is a local politician by the name of um by the name of Braxton Winston, um, he's a he's a local council member here in uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg County, and somewhere down the line he's went hill and he's decided that he's going to run with the whole anti police campaign. Which I don't have any issue with you if you're anti police, and you know why I don't have an issue with that because in this great great land, great country we call America, you can think what you want to think, you can say what you want to say. And you have that right to do that. And if you want to be anti-police, be anti-police. But make some goddamn sense about it. And Mr. Braxton Winston, by the way, who I have reached out to on uh, Facebook Messenger to come on and explain his his rhetoric and his thoughts and his opinions and his analysis, he has not yet responded. So I'm just going to say what I need to say. And if you want to respond later, that's fine. Anytime, anywhere. You know where to find me. But Mr. Braxton Winston, when asked about firearms in a Fox 46 article, um, he was asked, 
whether or not he thinks police officers should carry weapons. He didn't answer yes or no. What he said was, so I think if you look right now, most of those potentially violent situations already already right now resolve using interpersonal skills as in talking to being president, being present. Listen here. <clears throat> I want you to, I want you to, I want you to hear me good, Mr. Winston. You're, you're not, don't let the accent fool. Don't let John's accent fool you. Don't let the way I look fool you. I'm very educated. I know how to play the game. I know words. I know how the media works. I know how politics work. You can dance around the issue all you want, but what you just said in that article is reckless and is borderline dangerous. You talk about that you want the community and police to come together. You're the same divisive reason why we're not going to come together because of stuff like that. What do you think it's going to happen when a relative of yours, look, God forbid, or anybody's in a dangerous situation where a weapon or something is used against them. Don't you think it's past words at that point? And what you're doing right now is not only are you being divisive, but you're giving people who already didn't want to listen, who didn't care about what police were about, more reason not to do that. Right now, we're in a situation right now where you got people that are actually fighting police, shooting at police, mm -hmm. doing everything to harm the police. And then when that action is met with the same amount of force or higher, that person that is either hurt, shot, killed, or whatever the case may be, they are now deities. Not daddies, deities. They are put on a higher pedestal than the two police deputies that were shot and killed this past week. So now, when my brothers in blue, my brothers and sisters in blue approach somebody, they already know I ain't got to listen to him. I ain't got to, I ain't got to uh do anything with him because I already know what no matter what I do, they're gonna take my side. So you tell me, how is that going to help the community, Mr. Winston? Go ahead, Jay. Man, you hit the nail on the head, brother. Uh, and and what bothers me is it's it seems like we have people, in this case, elected official, who makes uneducated, to say the least. I'm not saying he's uneducated, but uneducated statements or opinions based on something they know zero about. And they do so based on, I think, of feelings more than they do uh, uh, facts. So a lot of people say, well, in the UK, uh, they shot four people last year, right? And they, they, most of the cops in uh, UK, they don't carry firearms, right? Most of they, they have specialized units that's growing where they, they do just because of threats they're dealing with. But they don't have the violent offenders, the... How many guns does CMPD alone seize? I mean, how many would we see sometimes multiple guns from one felon and or a traffic shop? There's thousands and thousands of illegal guns in this county alone that are used in violent crime. What is our homicide rate? What was it last year? 124 and majority of those were firearms. So that's 124 people in this 
you know, incidents, not homicides. We had more homicides. They count, but a lot of people don't know if we have five homicides in one incident, like we did in phase four, they count that as one because it's one incident. So, so say we had, you know, some of those were, were other issues, but say 110 of those were firearm related, 110 bodies uh, in one county, right? So, and in UK, the county similar in size and demographics would have three of that, you know, and then most is via knife. So the guns are available to bad people. We deal with people every day that are that are that are armed illegally, not a lawfully armed citizens, but felons, drug dealers, people that are willing to kill to go to stay away from prison. And and you and I both probably if we roll up in some of the places that we rolled up with it without a firearm as a deterrent, you know, somebody would have killed us. They're not going back to prison, right? So they so uh, having that self-defense item on us keeps us from a lot of times having to use it. So people will think, well, hey, they have a gun, I have a gun. Hopefully we're better trained than they are and we might win. But sometimes that the case with the two deputies with the Watauga County near Boone got ambushed and killed last week. And so it, it, it but, but the problem is it's reckless when a leader, elected official makes statements because a lot of people trust what they say. And when they make broad speculations of something they don't know nothing about, it definitely mentions the community relations. So if he says that a lot of people don't jump on board and then look at the police department, like, well, he, he's an elected official. He's a city council member. And he thinks that, so we should, we should do it. And then it, it calls, instead of saying, hey, let's have a discussion. Someone explain to me what the need for firearms are. How many, how many times does us having a firearm de-escalate a violent encounter, a violent attack on us or somebody else. So, but I'm, I'm right there with you. You hit it on the head, man. And it's it's just, it's propaganda, man, in my opinion. It's just more, say what's popular. It doesn't make sense. People don't care. This, let's go after the police. And and before everybody gets all um, in their fields, they be like, why are you taking up? Let me tell you something. If you just knew the behind the badge 1018, what we've been about, We've discussed and we've uh, we've went over police with bad training, bad tactics, bad ethics, bad attitudes. We've done it all. So now when it's time for us to come back and to fight back and to stop this, whatever this is, political agenda that's going on with anti-police, we got some problems with that. Because you can't tell me that you honestly, in your heart of hearts, want a police officer to show up to your house where you're having a violent encounter, a violent situation, and he not be equipped. And you know what? I'm just going to paint it like this. You're in the house. A, an intruder is in the house with a gun. A and your child is still in the house. You managed to get out. And for God knows what reason, the child is still in the house. I pull up in a police car and you and you say, hey, my kid's still in the house. Can you go get him? Well, ma'am, I can't go in there and get him because I don't have a gun. What are you going to say to me? Are you going to say, well, can you talk him out of there? Yeah. Is that what you're going to say, Braxton? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good analogy. You're absolutely right. And then, so 
and he, he, he talked about how SWAT teams de-escalate by talking. I think he, it, uh, so, but the thing is, you know, we have somebody that's usually armed, you know, for SWAT activation, they normally have to have somebody that's uh, threatening to use a firearm or, or we believe they'd be armed. So, and, and they're heavily armed. They come in with, you know, what we call the, the Bearcat that is like a, a APC or, you know, something to keep the officer safe. Not a tank, not like Winston and some of these people call them, but we don't have tanks. They're not tanks. Wait, no, hold on, Jay, before you go any further, how do you know this stuff? How do you know what SWAT and stuff is supposed to have? Are you a police officer or something? Were you one? <laughs> Absolutely. For, for oh, okay. I, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just making sure so people that just came in don't think, hey, this guy's just, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and uh, you know, not uh, not with the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department, but I was a SWAT entry team member for two years at another department. So, uh, you know, APCs, uh, they don't have any munitions. You know, there's no way to fire a projectile, explosive or anything from, from these. They're, they're just to protect. Most of the time they're used for down officers and they're used for, uh, you know, they have devices on them to, to make entry in certain, certain spaces. But we, we do a lot of things. We have, we, so basically what would happen is, we, we would have a violent offender surrounded. We think he's in the room. We know he's in the room. So we call that a barricade, right? So tree is a barricade. We got somebody in there unwilling to make contact or unwilling to come out. What we do is we call a SWAT sergeant on duty or SWAT officer. Uh, they kind of run up the chain of command and, and, and come decide if they're going to come out. They respond. They take over. They, they use their officers for the perimeter. And without going into their tactics, they, they take care of the scene. They have highly trained negotiators. And they de-escalate. They try, right, if, if allowed. But this person's contained by armed individuals. If he comes out shooting, which has happened, and our officers have been shot, that, that they have to take out the threat. So they're not unarmed officers, you know, candy stripers that come up and, and walk up to the door, knock on the door to try to de-escalate them out. Uh, and in my opinion, if, if officers use that approach and unarmed, Guess what's going to happen? There's going to be a lot more people tried, a lot more dead cops, and a lot more dead individuals because people. It's kind of the same scenarios. We used to chase bad guys at another agency I worked for. They we had to have a tag light out, we'd chase them, right? And and so many times they were like, "Oh, I thought you guys were Charlotte. If I knew you guys would chase me, I wouldn't have ran." That was a, so so same scenario. You you apply to this. Well, oh, if you didn't have a gun, I would have tried you, you know. But since you had a, you know, so it's it's uh it's beyond belief, man. And it and it. And it that's just one more thing that is a kick in the balls to the morale of the department when you have elected officials who you think would be open-minded or at least supportive of law enforcement cast doubt on their ability and what they're doing. My issue is they're, they're saying a lot of stuff that they think people want to hear, but it's stuff that they don't believe themselves. Like, again, Braxton Winston has to tell me out his own mouth that an officer without a gun is something that he's looking forward to if he's in a dangerous situation. He will have to tell me to my face that that's, that's the way he wants it to go. Yeah. And just that scenario last week we talked about where the uh, uh, Columbus, Ohio officer came out and the, the, the females getting ready to stab the other female. With a large knife, it wasn't a butter knife. wasn't a Swiss Army knife. If, it wasn't a, 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 a Doctor McStuffins knife. It was a knife. 
And if that officer wasn't armed to protect that person, it's very high likely, almost guaranteed, severe injury, if not death, to that person that she was attacking. It's tragic, but if the police show up and I try to stab somebody and get shot, too freaking bad. You know, I shouldn't have tried to stab somebody, right? So, so, but if you take those tools away, that's the last resort tool, but it still has to be there. And, and there, we're dealing with violent people that no other country compared to us, unless you go to, you know, northern Mexico with the cartels and stuff, the violence and, and available guns that any other country has. And talk about, and talk about uh, that other part we were just talking about before we went live about warning shots and shot to the leg. And Oh, yeah. These are the same people that says they don't want us to carry weapons. They want us to de-escalate things are also the same people that wants warning shots. Well, don't aren't y'all trained to fire warning shots? Let me tell you something. Simple physics. What goes up must come down. So, again, I deal in real life scenarios. I get somewhere, a guy is in the street, whatever you make, he's going off, he has a knife. I fire a shot into an air. It, it comes down two houses over and lands in the head of a small child that's sleeping in a crib. It happens. So every every 4th of July, it's happening. Do Charlotte. you want me responsible a for future. that warning shot? Because this is you want warning shots. Yeah. And we had an officer hit in Still Creek a few years ago with a 4th of July or New Year's celebration round and shot in the air. Those rounds... And somebody was uptown a couple years ago, got hit. Those rounds come down, right? So there's no way to control. Hopefully they, they land in a tree somewhere. But if we're responsible and liable for those rounds, so we fire around in the air, we there's no no way in hell to know where it's going to land, especially in a metropolitan area like Charlotte. Uh, you just can't take the chance. Uh, but not, not so there, there, there's 112 reasons. I don't know any department in the United States that allow warning shots. It's just not a good idea. This isn't the movies, people. This is real life. Bullets hurt. Guns hurt. They kill. You don't want a bunch of freaking cowboys out here just firing guns in the air. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to give them a warning. If you think cops are trigger happy now, give them give them the give them the okay to fire warning shots. Yeah. We will run out of ammo. Yeah. I mean, so we don't engage a, a threat with a firearm unless it's greatly a great deal of chance of, of officer or somebody else greatly bodily harm or death, right? So uh, there doesn't have to be another weapon. There was an officer a few days ago that was killed up uh, Connecticut or somewhere up north that was stomped in the head by an unarmed person. So I was thinking, hey, this guy got got overwhelmed. He, apparently, he was the only officer working in a small town. He he got knocked down, and the guy stomped him in the head until he. Till he died. So I'm like, if that officer would have shot that person for stomping in the head, I just wonder, I hope not, but in the back of his mind, when he started getting stomped in the head, should he be like, well, I can't shoot this guy because he's unarmed. And then you know, unarmed people can still kill you. Just because, you know, last year they say not, police shot nine unarmed. I don't know if it's African Americans or total people last year. That, that doesn't mean those that those shootings were unjustified. You can shoot an unarmed person. There's always a gun in the fight, you know. If somebody comes and punches, you know, and I'm about to get knocked out or 
there's a gun. We've Guess seen what's it happen. readily available to them. Yeah, and we've You're seen done. it. They, we've they, seen they it. Knock them out, knock them down, take their gun and kill the officer. Or they kill somebody else. So there's there's no there's no responsibility being placed on the bad guy. They're like, well, you know, if we're if there's there's They're none. being held to a higher standard than police officers. Yep. It, it, it's I a, get it. There are people out there. There are legit cases where the person that's no longer here that was shot and killed by police, they deserve flowers. They deserve to be uh, heard. Their story deserves to be told to stop it from happening again. But some of these scumbags that are out here that are just doing the utmost, most vile, reprehensible things to people, you're putting them on a pedestal with, like, let's say, a Trayvon Martin. Treat treat them like martyrs or heroes. Yeah, treat them no. like martyrs. Like, no, that's people. I I can't stress enough how dangerous that is. That is dangerous when people can sit around and say, "I can do whatever I want right now" because police is under it. You before how many times, step have you heard somebody say, "Man, you." Write whatever you want, charge whatever you want. I'll be out of jail before you do. And sometimes they are absolutely released before you can get out of the jail and start your next call. Yep. This is what we're dealing with. Yep. And it used so to when be, you say, go ahead, go ahead, no, Jay. It, it used to not be that way. We used to, they used to beg, man, don't take me to jail, because they knew they were, they would probably stay or have a higher bond for the crime. Now it, it doesn't matter if it's murder. They're like, I don't care because they know they're going to let them out. There's takes away the deterrent of, and we don't we don't keep bad people in jail to protect society. So that's why the crime rates through the roof, and our mental health system is shit. How many times do we need to take somebody to Billingsley Presbyterian somewhere and there's no room for them? And what do they do? There's no bed. They they there's no bed. Yeah. So most they they make a big deal about. You know, a lot of people that officers shoot have mental health problems. Mental health people that that you can't reason with, and sometimes have superhuman strength, or are dangerous. They could be dangerous, right? Uh, so, if we if we focus a lot more on the mental health aspect of it, and what it was, you know, don't defund the police. We need more training. We need more money for training. Talking to a guy last night, he was talking. He bringing up a good point about, uh, hey. You know, just think of what we spend in lawsuits when we have a bad shoot or something. Just spend that money in training, and let's let's, let's invest more in the mental health uh, system. You know, with with no, counselors. no, 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 Jay. Let's invest in uh, Chick Fil A. Yeah, customer service. Customer service. That so it and let me bring up that uh, since you brought it up real quick. I know it, we're all over the place. Uh, my ADD kicked in, but what what kind of kicking the balls is that for the officers? Customer service. I, I get it. This be professional, but but to to go get to the point where we're going to refer to victims and suspects instead of a victim's a victim, right? A victim has been victimized, hurt, has, has lost a property, whatever from a from a suspect. So to refer them both as customers, put and put them on the same level. What does that do? I mean, you're 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 almost like well, the suspect and victim are equal people. They're not. They're shit turds. These assholes are shit turds that, that prey and, and are bullies and they'll kill you. You can't – not everybody that gets locked up is a, a bad person. I, we, we, we agree with that. But there, there's a segment of society that, that prey on people, 
and they're shit turds. And I'm not referring to them as a fucking customer. Excuse my language, but fuck that. And and just that's a kick in the balls for morale to to say, oh, there are customers. No, no. The, you want to be a bad guy? Me and my team are coming after you. You want to fight? We're coming after you. You know, you want to pull a gun? Bad things you are going to happen. You want to hurt children. You want to yeah. rape children. You want to rape women. You want to beat on your wife. You want to beat on your spouse. That's not our We're customer. not coming in like, sir, um, was our customer service to your liking? I know that you just raped a child and raped a woman or shot a child and shot a woman, but we need to make sure that you're okay and that you're fully invested in the quality of service we're trying to give to you. What the fuck is that? And, what is that? And it's it's ignorance. So th there, I'm at loss for words because I'm, I'm I'm getting pissed off. You can tell my face didn't turn red yet. I do have a little bit of sunburn. I fell asleep again in the lawn chair at the pool for like six hours. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Dude, you have to put on Beta Black 8000. <laughs> I need something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but it's it's ridiculous. It's, Jay, the thing is, like, we can hoop, we can holler, we can say this, we can say that, but the thing is, when you got people with a great platform that can really move people. That can really move people. Saying yeah. shit like that. Saying stuff like that. Putting it on in ink. Putting it on press. Yeah. So come up other people. You know, like we come up with a solution. Be and be educated in what what you're going to discuss. I have no business, nor would I ever talk about what a surgeon needs to do. Or a bomb tech, which wire he needs to cut, or because I don't know crap about it, and I know enough to know that if I don't know anything about it, I'm not going to. Ask the like expert. Yeah, I could be like, "Well, I watch Hurt Locker, and in Hurt Locker, you always cut the blue wire." I don't know, but but that doesn't work. That's that's pretend. So you 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 can't throw out words when you're elected official or anyone with any substance. And, and like he's smart, he's a politician, he's been in the game. What's wrong with saying, Hey, um, Blue, what do you do? You think cops should carry guns? Hey, well, first of all, that's a, um, that's a question of something that I don't feel like, um, I'm based on the context yeah. or what are you trying let me look to say? Into it. Let me let me talk, to yeah, some, let me let, let me talk to let me let me look at some numbers, let me look at situations. You know, I'm I'm not fully trained, I'm not a police officer, so I can't tell them what they can and cannot carry. And you know, and he's not a stupid person, this is not just some thug that got elected because of the rights of 16 when he when he you know when he first came up, you know, he got, got some uh, publicity. He went Wait, that's when he turned heel. That's he, when he went heel. Yeah, he went to Davidson College. He's educated. You listen to him speak. He's he's a he's a smart guy, but I, it, it makes me wonder wisdom. You know how much wisdom does he have? You know if, if you're if you're speaking on subjects you don't know anything about, uh, it doesn't matter he's what I feel. It doesn't he's matter. Yeah, you heard, Yeah, that's exactly right. It doesn't matter how I feel about how a surgeon should do something or a construction worker. I don't know. That's why. Right. I, that's why. We put faith in those guys to know, and 
we we ta- we can we talked about count- accountability last last week, and we're held accountable. Like like the community is putting faith in him to make sound decisions to lead them in the right direction. When he does shit like that, that's not leading them in the right direction. Yeah. And I can and I can promise you this: you won't get elected saying shit like that. So if you think you're about to get elected on an anti-police campaign, when crime's going through the roof, and, and yeah, and, and yeah, it, that, you know, it's kind of similar. What always pisses me off is you you see it all the time. There there will be a use of force, and they interview a professor, a doctorate. He's got a doctor doctorate in criminal justice. The dude's never even been in a pencil fight. He's never even went one on one with a pencil fight. He has no clue about adrenaline, uh, audio exclusion. I mean, I was talking to earlier so about you. You get into shit. You don't remember. Well, my perception is of what it actually is might be different because you got you got all these different uh, physiological effects going on, and and it, until you experience that, until you've been in a chase or been in a use of force, or you've had your gun pointed at somebody and you're you're sex or gotten punched in the face, get punched in the face. Look at my finger, Belmont Allen. Look, look at crooked. That's as straight as it gets. That's as straight as it gets from a fist fight with some uh, some. Shit turd selling dope, but he got tased. But I think he got away anyway. But of course he got tased. Yeah. That's all you did. But um, this is this is my thing here. Like, I think uh, CMPD just put they had posted. I think it was seven um uh graduates uh women. Congratulations to you, women, and um, proud of them. For you to go into this business. Or this profession with everything that's going on, shout out to you. And it's like now, remember before when people used to, when class used to graduate, what were some of the things you would say? You would say, congratulations. Happy for you. Go get them. Make change. Now, what do we say? Good luck. Good luck. Don't do shit. Wait till the bad guy leaves. Don't, if you see it look the other way, that's what they're being told now. If you see it look the other way, uh, there's, it's, and, and no, that, hold on, time out, Jay. They're getting trained to do everything, but they're getting out here and they're talking to veterans and people that's been on the street, and they're like, "Hey, yeah. read the room, read the climate. I know you want to go out here and be Captain America and RoboCop and do all this. Listen, when they tell this place will throw you on the bus if you could do everything right within policy and state law." And the perception of it is bad, and they'll throw you on the bus. Just they care more about how they're viewed than they do about the officers. This, this not not all of them. Some of them are really good. I like. There's a handful of them that are, that are really good. But it's you're right to your point. You got to be the crazy, just really in the need for a job. But we're not hiring the people with the mentality. They wanted to go out here. We're law enforcers. Bad people won't like us. We're, our job is to enforce the laws when they when they screw up. It's not our job to make hamburgers and hot dogs and sing kumbaya. So we be respectful and professional. But if you screw up, don't get pissed off because you get a ticket, right? So I mean, my my son got a ticket the other day. He deserved it. I didn't get mad, right? Uh, but. If you screw up, you got to be held responsible. They want us to be held responsible, but they don't want the bad guy to be held responsible. They don't want their 
actions be held. Nobody's responsible but us. Absolutely right, Day. And the thing is, and where it's like, where do you where do you go from here as police or even as the community? Because if something's going on, how do we know the community isn't feeling like? Do I even want to call police because they're mad at us because we're mad at them? Are they going to do a job? Are they going to do a? Or are they going to do a good job? Are they going to be unprofessional? Are they going to be salty? Like that can happen. The community can feel like, why am I even going to call the cops? They like they don't trust us. We don't trust them. So all right, let me handle it myself. And then that's where you get the problems. Yeah. How many times have we heard? Um, just before all this happened, hey, I, I want a different cop out here. Get the supervisor out here. Now, times that by 20 because we're salty. Officers are salty now because they're like, I don't have anybody backing me besides my paycheck and the ones that have a tremendous sense of duty. Why do I keep putting this uniform on and coming to work? And helping people that that hate me. Yeah. And you, you have to have that calling. Uh, but very few, you know, 10%. Or so, you know, feel like there's a there's a calling, there's a sense of I want to be like me. I want to stand up to the bully for other people that can't stand up for themselves. Uh, but police work now, like it used to be, is 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 done. There's no more getting it proactive. You know, how many? You know, we used to have an open air drug act, uh, area, in Belmont, Belmont Allen, Belmont, and, and anywhere really a lot of places in there. Multiple people hand hand to hand. Car traffic. We used to do ops and takedowns all the time. Uh, we used to get out with those people, be proactive, get guns off them, get dope. They don't do that anymore. No, but, no, but like, because because a person that's caught with eighty-seven keys and four hundred guns is going to be seen as a martyr now. Like, why'd yeah. you stop him? Oh, I stopped him because he have he he had a, a busted tail light. Which, by the way, you can make a stop for that. Okay, but. How many uh how many white people have you stopped with a busted tail light? Now it starts getting into like, well, damn, are you taking away? Listen, I just gave you your answer. He had a busted tail light. I pulled him over. Boom. Oh, yeah, and by the way, I pulled over five white people too with a busted tail light. So if you're trying to tell me that I'm only pulling over a certain amount of people, check my stats. But see, this is this is the problem that we're having now. Because it's like, okay. Yes, he has a busted taillight. Damn, he also has a busted headlight. His tag is hanging off crooked. There's a big hole in the window. All this stuff is totality. It's grin there, but it's like, I don't really want to go there because I don't feel like getting called up to IA. Yeah. And, and a thousand percent more people that we deal with are being militant. They, they're trying to push buttons. They're trying to. I don't want right. to I don't have to roll they my window. I don't have to get out. I don't have to. Yeah, because that's their way out. They they want to. They they want you to do something to mess up, so so they get rich, right? That's that's their you know. Uh, or they large. go viral. Or yeah. They go viral. And so they're like, hey, what do I have to lose if I go to jail anyway? Let me let me resist and yell that I'm not resisting, and then get paid, right, or something. So. But it, it encourages people to 
uh, to resist and, and do certain things. So, you know, in Belmont back in the day, right? If you stop 10 cars, 10 people would be black. I mean, most of the time, right? So, so, and so I'm a, as a white officer, uh, I just stopped 10 black people and no white people. Well, there wasn't any white, trust me, like we talked about, if I saw a white person in Belmont, they're going <laughs> to figure out a reason to stop and find out what they're doing over there. But, but so then it looks like I'm just targeting black people or Hispanics or whatever area. No, I'm no, with. no. Jay, stop right there. How many busts have we had where it's a predominantly black neighborhood and you see a car full of white kids? from the suburbs stop them and guess what they're there to do Buy score dope, dope mm-hmm. score coke score heroin score whatever see what i'm saying see it goes this is the thing you gotta you gotta read the room folks like when you ask somebody hey why did you stop that car well it's a comedy black neighborhood and uh and nine out of ten the only reason why we would see white people here 3 a.m uh, riding around multiple times, three to four times, is to either score prostitute or to score dope. In my training and experience, all the time, hundred you you'd be hundred percent correct. And there's something in that car. And but they don't want to look at that. They don't want to look at the facts. So they don't want to look at 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 what actually happened. It, it's all what they low want. Low hanging fruit. Low hanging fruit. I don't, I don't know, Jay. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell the community. I don't know what to tell our brothers and sisters. Like, I want to tell the community: be safe, be vigilant. Please call nine one one. But I also understand their angst because they're like, "Hey, I can't trust that the police that come in here are going to be professional, are going to be um, acquiescent, and are going to do the right thing." And then I can't tell police to go out there and be proactive because they got families to feed and I don't want them getting caught up because they really trying to make a difference and at administration and is only worried about how it's going to look. Crime, let me tell Topics. you something. Crime is an ugly motherfucker. It does not look pretty. It is not sexy. It's not in maxim. It's not it's not some buxom, big butt woman. Crime is a buck tooth, fat, gelatinous, snotty <laughs> nose, ugly ass troll. That's what crime is. Yeah. It's not pretty. It's, it's not. So why target the people who who take the step and the responsibility to go out here and do the right thing? Why why make them the bad guys? It blows I, I my don't mind. know. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, me and Jay is telling you, there's absolutely, we've told you, there's some people that we don't want them on a call with us because we're like, hey, you aggravate people. You instigate things. We're sick of you. We've went to administration. We've talked to, we talked to that person, that officer, like, hey, when you on a call with me, if you're going to be acting like that, I'd rather do the damn call by myself. We, we've done that. We've reported those officers. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something. As much as we report officers, there's, let me tell you something. Despite what you want to think, America 
this is where I'm going to contradict myself. America loves that uniform. They love what it stands for. In a perfect society, in a utopian society, they love what the uniform stands for. The police officer is held to a high esteem. So they're going to still want that. All these people that's like abolish policing, defund policing, let us police ourselves. You're not going to get that. Because when shit's go, when shit gets when shit goes to hell, I'm even bringing my firefighters and my medic brothers and sisters in it. When there's a huge fire, go, go ahead. No, there's no more police. There's no yeah. more fire. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're, you're bad. like, oh, the water you use wasn't distilled properly, so we're going to blame you for the. I mean, it's it's. it's it's ridiculous. Your baby, your baby is suffering. Um, your baby is black and blue. I don't want to give CPR because if something goes wrong, I don't want to get sued. So let's just wait till medic gets here, who, by the way, is trying their best, but they're at a they're at a homicide. We've had a record number of homicides tonight. So medic is all tied up. Um, they'll be here shortly. Let the baby die. And people, you got to be careful with what you're saying and what you're putting out there in the world. And it didn't affect a, not only arrest numbers or response time. When when you put this kind of scrutiny on law enforcement, you know, well, I might not want to get there to the bad guy leaves now because I don't want to engage a bad guy and end up in the news or end up in prison or ruin my career, or get fired. Right. So so. Who's that affecting? It's not OK. Well, yeah. OK. We might not arrest a robbery suspect now because we won't get there fast enough. The people in the community are getting robbed, victimized by these these people, and it's affecting them. So not only is it affecting the officer for not doing proactive work, when we don't do proactive work, it affects the community because those people are left out to prey on the on the the frail and innocent. And and if it's a B and E or larceny or robbery, uh, they're the ones. Who Let suffer. me ask you this, Jay. I know you're not a like a a scientist or a, I'm not asking for a hypothesis, but is, is, do you think it's a coincidence that crime is up as officer proactivity no. um, is down? No. And, and what, what's historically, there's a cycle of this happening, right? So if it's in the crime surge of the early nineties, when crack came out or the late seventies, uh, and the only way to fix it is to put get bad guys in prison who need to be in prison. Not, you know, I agree, you know, check the criminal justice system could use. So, you know, if you do check fraud, house arrest, if you do, you know, if you do, there's everybody that need to go to prison. But if you're violent, if you steal people's shit, you need to go to jail. You need to be kept away from everybody else. And criminal justice 101, I was a dumbass at majoring criminal justice was, First thing you learned is the penalty has to be more severe than the benefit of the crime. So if the benefit of the crime, you still fifteen hundred dollars, you get and you get fined five hundred, you win. There's no deterrent. So these these guys don't. Most of them don't care about their record. They don't care about having a criminal history. And and, and go back to your point. I used to love. Well, let me tell these officers now. If you make a traffic stop, and the first thing out of their mouth, name, badge, number, and I want to see your supervisor. I used to love when they do that to me. When I'd be like, I am the supervisor, but. But don't that doesn't make it didn't, it's not a timeout. You don't have to be like, oh, oh, shit. OK, hold on. Let me call my supervisor. Look, all right, dude, you're going to do what I ask you to. If I have a lawful reason to stop you and ask for your license and registration, you're going to give that to me. 
It's not, I don't have to wait for 15, 20 minutes for my supervisor to get here for you to comply. You have to comply with me. He'll be in route. Give me your stuff. I'm not playing this game. And, uh, but they, what they, what do they do? You see, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, they back off, they go and sit in their car and, and, and you know, they, they want to supervise. And in the meantime, the guy's crushing his dope or, uh, I mean, but everybody's militant now. You stop a car. I don't know how many times I'd stop somebody, give them a warning or be like, Hey, you got to, you know, your, your, your cat's hanging under your car or say what, you know, try to do something nice for them. And, and as soon as you stop them, they're yelling and I'm like, I just showed you the video where the officer pulled the woman over. Oh, yeah. And she was cussing out, calling him a Mexican murderer. And she was like, no matter what uniform you wear, you're always going to be a Mexican murderer. And you, uh, all this stuff, she was cussing out. She was calling him a murderer. All this stuff. I want to speak to you. Meanwhile, man, where's your, where's your license? I left it at home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, did you sign your registration with Black Ink? You don't have to be Black Ink, but I used to love that. Oh, you know, you start being a. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's like, it's like, you, it, it's so beyond what people are doing now. And she was a teacher. That's right. Thank you, McGuire. Oh. She was a teacher, and her kid was in the car with her. If y'all need to, please Google that video. Yeah. It was so disgusting. Oh, yeah. And by the way, that officer's body cam. He had to purchase that on his own because his department doesn't they don't do body cams. But he purchased it because for that exact reason, he wanted to protect himself. So all you defund police and don't give them this, don't give them that. You still got departments out here that don't have enough money to get body cams. Yeah. And in this day and age, where's with, the transparency? With this <laughs> with this day and age, it's ridiculous. And and to your point, a lot of places have hemmed officers up uh, for buying their own body cam. Purchasing body cams. Because they're like, yes. that's unauthorized use of equipment. And they do it for the right reasons. They're not doing it to to create a collage of police chases or whatever. But I mean, but they they do it to protect themselves and they get hammered. So if Why you're not going to. There's somebody out there that actually does that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that exactly. purchased the camera just to catch themselves doing, and they like cut it up and mash it up yeah, to make cool. it look like they're more important than what they are. It's so exactly, funny, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shaw <laughs> asks, "Is it admissible?" It depends, um, because the only the one thing that the uh, any uh, lawyer in worth their salt, all they'll say is, "Hey, is those authorized?" No. Yeah. Then how do we know? How do you check the security on them? Yeah. How do you make sure officers can uh, edit? Blah, 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 blah. So to answer your question, no, it, it it can be thrown out because like if CMPD was to use body care footage, they'll be like, is this an authorized piece of equipment by CMPD? Yes. What's your tech? Like, how do you blah, 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 blah. So it's ways to get around that versus somebody buy something on their own. They go like, how do I know he didn't edit this and make it seem like she was the um, she was the one being unreasonable and he, yeah. he was the one that was being calm. So that's why. But to make but make that long to make that long story short is you got you got departments out here that's that's not well funded to get body cameras with everything that's going on right now. You want transparency. Then you need cameras. You need them. Not 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 for gotcha tools, but for learning tools. How many times uh 
step have you you've been a sergeant you've been a supervisor you go through body cam footage and you're like oh that was unsafe let me call blue in here and be like hey blue um everything was good right here i'm concerned with right here tell me what was you what, what was your mindset when this happened here when you approached this side when you pulled up without your backup what what was this that's a learning tool that's training that's yeah. a part of training yeah and, and and with lawsuits and liability it, it surprised me that any department didn't have body cams but they don't have the money it's the, either buy cameras or lay off officers yeah it's like it's like what do you do yep and it's uh it, it's it's to the point where you know an officer's word used to mean something and some officers abuse that and it didn't it was now if it's not on video it didn't happen right it didn't so, happen and the da a lot especially here in mecklenburg county if it if you don't have they could they could have a gun and bags of dope with their name with their id in the bag with the dope i've had it happen oh well we can't prove we know he didn't admit that he knew the gun was stolen or he didn't admit he said he found it in a trash can or he didn't admit this or if they don't admit to it it's dismissed man you know i mean it's 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 almost impossible and I, that's, I i got really upset with the da one time and hung up on her because i'm like can we wait till the defense attorney makes that argument before we just dismiss this case right they already tell you like yeah i i, I got they, nothing they, yeah i said it's beyond a reasonable doubt not a not a shadow of a doubt so if we have a good case Listen, you know, the the more cases we just toss because well they could say this or this and just hypotheticals. You could hypothetical any incident to to find a loophole, but but it's a reasonable. What's a reasonable person think in key case? But you know who gets blamed for that, Jay? We the do. Officers, the officers. Like, why was that person making a good case? I arrested that person nine times. And nine. They'll say the officer didn't bring us a good do? enough case. Well, well, unfortunately, everything's not on camera. You know. You don't have a confession every time, so you, you, you're unless, unless they have the perfect case, they won't take it. And and then you got to rob and door, put the guy back out. And they know that's not going to happen. It's not because of COVID. It's not because of any of these other made up fairy tales and bedtime stories. They're saying that crimes up. It's because bad guys aren't being put in jail, and there's no accountability. The only people held accountable are the police. People are on EM. Oh, all the time. With child pornography charges, murder charges. Every Damn. day. Fuck it. I just, I just got an alert that um, uh, Josh uh, Duggars, he was granted bail. And, and, and the uh, Homeland Security said the child pornography found on him was in the top five worst that they've ever seen. And what do you, what else do you want us to do? And we will have literally legitly like random murder suspects get out in a day. Be on EM or robbery. I mean, robbery all the time, robbery suspect, and then continue to commit robberies Just and murder. Wait, wait. Let me tell you something. I arrested a guy on EM that jumped through the build, jumped through the roof of a department store and BNE'd the store. Why on EM? Why on EM? Yeah. We have no, to remind no them to charge them bracelets. One of the conditions of you staying out is to keep your bracelet charged. And we have to remind you that. 
And the purpose of bond is not only it's not punitive, right? So everybody has a right to the day in court, regardless of the allegation. But it's also to protect the public. So a lot of people are like, well, they're not convicted yet. So let, let's let them out. Well, what what kind of evidence do we have? What kind of history do we have? Some of these people need to be left in jail until their trial. Don't you th- don't you think a child pornographer needs to stay in there? That that's one of the sickest things that I I. I can't even tolerate. I don't know how those detectives at work, uh, child crime, because they have to look at that stuff. But I don't that, know. That's one of the and, and 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 evidence shows those most of the time those people don't get reformed. If you're that sick, where you're most, that's that's in them. That's who they are. It's not like you going somewhere for um for for uh drug counseling. Mm. You're going somewhere because you like the you like the assault and rape minors and children. Yeah, it, it's That's sickening. Not something you could get healed of. No, it is. And it's not a case where the guy's twenty and the girl's four years. It'll be four years in North Carolina, so sixteen or whatever. And and she goes to the beach and she lies about her age and they bang it out or whatever kids call it these days. And then he gets charged with statutory rape. Where sixteen's age of consent, so she would have to be fifteen. But so fifteen and he's four years older and then he gets charged that even though he's, you know, you use, use some common sense, but that person, you know, shouldn't be in jail for the rest of his life, uh, depending on the circumstances. But, you know, but these, these, these are legit like kid porno assaults, you know, 12 year old, 13 year old, 14. I mean, it's sickening to think what, what, what's in people's mind. And it's not like, Oh, I hit a, Website by mistake and this popped up. No, uh, that doesn't. No, yeah. it's normally it's always more. It's yeah. always more. That's not their first time and it's not their last time. But oh yeah, by the way, let's let them be out and victimize more. Mm-hmm. It's people give, give them a chance to do murders. Like we had the we had a, a murder in uh, Seal Creek. Guy was breaking into the car in uh, in Arsley Town. The suspect ran over him on purpose, trying to get away or on purpose or whatever he said. Killed the dude. Uh, well, he gets put on EM, gets out of jail. Well, guess what? He kills somebody else. So he's out on EM for murder and gets charged with another murder. So that's the murder that didn't have to happen. But it's because it, it's not like they're like, well, they make their bond conditions. Well, the problem they set the bond conditions so low. You know, a lot of people, if I have a $100,000 bond, that's a, usually 10% of bonds when we get you out of that, anything over a couple thousand dollars. So that's 10%. That's $10,000 where you can put up a car. Right, grandma has a car that's paid for. She signs over to them. You know, uh, a 2010 Honda's worth ten thousand dollars. Right, so she signs over. He gets out of jail uh, for sometimes for a couple of years until the trial case goes to trial. So he's out there to recomm- recommit stuff. Uh, it's it's just sad and it's pathetic. And we're going to continue to keep doing this every Wednesday to um, shed light on it and um, just. We're, we're just going to try to do our best to make change and we're not going to go about it like the Braxton Winston's of the world or the politicians want to get out here. They want to lie to you. They want to get you all hopped up and revved up with um, with um, non facts, with bad advice, bad agenda, bad opinions, get in office and then let the city burn. Uh, what me and Steph is trying to do is we're trying to make legit change, have legit conversation and call people out on a carpet that's not doing the same. That's not using their platform to do the right thing. 
and we're going to continue to do that. And um, I like to thank everybody for um, joining us um, tonight. Um, thank you so much. Um, uh, you already know I'm at Real Prince Blue on Twitter, um, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you have any questions or you need any clarification or anything that we um we talked about, um, please hit exactly. us both up yeah. and let us know. Jay, tell them where they can find you. Hit me up on uh, Facebook. I, I don't. I don't remember what shit is. Fa John Step, Jonathan Step. Look me up on Facebook. You'll see the picture. I think I'm John Step on uh, Instagram and also TOG4280 on TikTok. <laughs> about time man good job, yeah, good I, need job. Write, I need to write this stuff down yeah no you it. need to remember it man it's, yeah. it's, it's who you are man come on but um thank you everybody for joining us please be safe um we will see y'all next week um please share this video make sure y'all like subscribe um comment uh Make sure y'all subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the show. Trust me, me and Jay, once we get our logo and everything together, we're going to totally split uh, behind the badge from Real Prince Blue. It'll be two separate entities, but as of right now, we're just doing it all under one umbrella, and we appreciate y'all patience. Good art and um, good. Um, we want to do this right, so the logo's being made. Everything is being good, and... Um, we're we're really gonna we're really gonna do this and we're gonna make sure that we do it right. So please stay with us. Thank you everybody for joining us tonight. Please be safe, be vigilant, and do your own research. Don't don't believe what me and Step say. Don't believe uh what anybody says. Do your own research. If you got a question, be wrong. Yeah, you're right. And if you have a question or something you want a topic you want us to bring up, send us a message. We'll we'll check it out or a video to review. Absolutely. All right. So, everybody, thank you. As always, stay safe and stay real. We will see y'all next Wednesday. See ya.